Hey, dog fans, it's the Dogcast episode number 429. Dogs win big in the Liberty Bowl, and we've got the recruiting news and bowl game coverage you've been waiting for. There's old dog chewing ice in the background. Yeah. Dog fans, it's Dogcast number 429. We are in a better mood in the bunker now. I, I right off the bat, I'm apologizing for our crappy, what I felt was crappy, pregame show before the bowl game. We are talking about, oh, what bowl? Bowls don't matter. Uh, we were in, I was in a down mood. Well, it was, it was a reflection of the season. But, I mean, a huge win in the volunteer bowl. It, against it, uh, who do we play? Texas Christian. There you go. TCU. The, big Gary the Patterson. Frogs. The yep, Horned they, Frogs. And they were a 500 team, if I'm not mistaken. Damn right. They, and we put them down. Six, they had won six hard-fought games. Yes. And we just and we just beat the snot out of we, them. We covered the spread and beat the snot out of them. There you go. With innovative play calling, especially in the first half. Who would have thought we'd run it twice up the middle and then throw? <laughs> hey, how about that fake, listen, fake field goal? No joke. How oh, about the uh, Texas Christian doesn't recognize that we change out the holder, right? Like, exactly. nobody noticed that it wasn't Jacob Eason, instead Bryce Ramsey. It was our punter. I loved it. I loved the fake punt calls. Genius. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the game. I was actually I I, I was happy with the game. I I was ha- I was it was I was happy to watch it. I wasn't happy with the first half. First no. half was terrible. Yeah. But we did have good adjustments at the at the end. You know, it seemed that we had good adjustments. Blocking the whole scheme of blocking was better after halftime. It was. It was, and all in the context that the team we were playing wasn't worth their shit. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind. And we do, and I mean, and and for the last 15 years, we have done fairly well against inferior opponents. Yes. It's kind of a Georgia trademark. We have a winning record against them, I believe. In general, we beat the teams we're supposed to beat. Yeah. But... Anyway, you're kind of doing another show right now. We won that bowl game, and I'm happy about it. I, I am I am much happier with a win than a loss. And a running game, you know, Chubb's going to be Chubb over, you know, 150 yards. Great. Uh, Sony Michelle. You know, I tell you, I was talking to some dog fans about Chubb and Michelle the other day, and like the difference in those two players, you know, and and how you account for it and how you use that, because you know Chubb does not show a lot of the the passion 
that Sonny Michelle does. Chubb is all business, right? Yeah. He He's is. just all business. But yeah, he is very the, workmanlike. Very workmanlike. He is the second all time leading rusher for the University of Georgia. The school that produced Terrell Davis and Lars Tate and Garrison Hurst, you know, Rodney Hampton, Robert Edwards. I mean, we've had some good running backs, man. Oh, and we have. Todd Gurley. And, and, and we need to remember that, that you know, Rodney Hampton started out as a defensive back and Terrell Davis was second string. Yeah, and uh, he had Terrell Davis, holder of more Super Bowl rings than Dan Marino, was second string for the Dogs. Hell, Robert Edwards was a prolific defensive back before he became a running back, you know? Yeah. But we were talking about this, the passion that Sonny Michelle, like the determination that he runs with. You know, Chubb doesn't seem quite as determined. It's like... And I'm not, I don't mean this as a knock on Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. Everybody loves Nick Chubb. But Nick Chubb is like, hey, it's like a, it's a chess game, right? He's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to do this. And sooner or later, he's going to clip you for a hundred yard, for 150 yards, you know? He's just doing Nick Chubb things. Whereas Sonny Michelle, the guys I was talking to, Sonny Michelle runs the ball every time he touches the ball. He's running it like it might be the last play he ever plays for the University of Georgia, right? Right. We were we were trying to sum that up, and this guy, a friend of mine, says, here's the deal. Chubb is the guy you call if you need to get 160 yards rushing. Sonny Michelle is the guy you call if it's fourth and goal, and you've had a couple of penalties, and you're back on the 22, right? If it's fourth and goal from the 22, I'm calling Sonny Michelle. If I need 160 yards over four quarters, I'm calling Nick Chubb. Yeah, yeah, pretty good analogy. Does that work for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Because Sonny Michelle just, damn, he seems to be really, really trying. Like he's killing himself. And Chubb is just like, hey, I'll get it on the next snap, right? I yeah. mean, like he's just, he just keeps coming, you know? So what else did you take away from the game? I, you know, if, and I'm not going to go negative at all because we have discussed those plenty, plenty of times. Um, defense played pretty well, I thought. Uh, I've been extremely pleased and happy with the way our defensive line has played, which really was supposed to be a weakness yeah. of the team, and we've had a lot of youngsters really step up and play well. Uh, you know, I, I'm with you. I liked a little bit of the of the surprises of the trickeration that we had in the uh especially in the second half. And just it, I mean it was hope for the future, really. Uh you've got a lot of young guys out there that are learning and what I'm hoping is that, you know, they're never ever gonna say one way or the other. But I, obviously the, the personnel in most of the positions that we have on our team are not the kind of people or the players that this coaching staff wants. And I'm not talking about from a, 
you know, moral character or anything like that. Just size, speed, and talent. Sure. And I'm going to give Cheney a pass this time because I'm, I'm hoping that a conscious decision was made that we're not going to adapt to the personnel that we have because that never works. And we're going to run the game plan that we're going to run when we have the kind of players we want in place. And these young kids will have a year or two of that already when they're seniors. And hopefully this what appears to be a fantastic group of offensive linemen we have coming in is mature enough to actually play a meaningful ball game that will be ready to do that. That I so that will that's said. what that's what I take away. That you know it was a it's it's hope for the future. Well said. Because because what what makes America go hope and change. Hey, dude. And and I'm and I hope we change. <laughs> Listen. We have, I mean, I'm telling you, I hate to like think about the future, and I know this is a very game cocky kind of thing to do, but man, we have 19 of 22 starters returning. We have 19 four or five star recruits coming in, including six offensive linemen. We are lapping. The rest of the East in terms well, of recruiting. Not only that, I don't think we've ever signed a class since probably the early 80s where we've had more than three offensive linemen. Right. And certainly not three blue chip kids. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just a change in philosophy. And as far as I'm concerned, it's putting the emphasis on where it needs to be placed. Which so, is in the trenches. So seeing that, knowing that, that is a huge cause for optimism going into 2017. And I, I mean, I'm geeking it. Is. About it is. And this is coming from two people that have mocked recruiting all of their lives. Yes. And, and still kind of do. Because, but, because, you know, because 2013 happened, right? But, right. because it, it, and lots of other years happened too. But here's the thing. We are recruiting at a level that we never saw in the past 15. I mean, I know Mark Richt had good classes, but, man, we are doing something new in Athens well, right now recruiting-wise. But it's also different because when during, during the Rick era, our, the, the times that we got four- and five-star players – they were skill position players. I mean, who can forget the the euphoria that we had when we signed Keith Henderson? Yeah. You know, and thank God he brought his friend Todd Gurley along with him. No doubt. Who was, you know, just a mere three-star running back. Yeah. What was that? Um, Nadaris Ward. Remember that kid? Vaguely, yeah. Five star tight end, right? Yeah. Came and it was homesick, and you know, yeah, you're right. right. We were. It was four and five star. Right. Skilled homesick, players, edge wanted guys. To, wanted to play close to his mom in California, and ended up playing in Arizona. There you go. Right. We were getting that. We were getting those kind of guys. Yeah. Um. Now we're getting beef. 
right? It's, yeah. it's pretty great. But I'll tell you, before we move on, before we switch gears completely to spring ball, I do want to send some guys out, right? Because um, just I was just thinking about it. Guys like Ryan Rankin. Ryan Rankin, you know, he's graduated. The bowl game, it was his last game. I think that kid is awesome. Played with crazy heart. One of these amazing kick coverage guys. The kind of guy that plays like every play like it is his last play, you know? And also, we were talking about Grayson Lambert the other day. And I know, you know, I know the deal on Grayson Lambert. Who cares? Second string for Virginia. I know what you think about Grayson Lambert's skill level. But he's a fifth-year senior, already graduated, went down made the trip to the bowl game knowing he was not going to play a play. I just want to say, I think it should be noted, He's a. I think he's a pretty good kid. I think he bought in. And, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just appreciate him. I just appreciate a kid who sticks to it. He he did what we asked him to do. He did everything we asked him to do. Is he an awesome football player? No, he's not that great, right? But no, I think he's a was, pretty good kid. And he, He's probably a great individual. It was very, very sad that we had to have him on our team. It was sad, right? But he came in and did. Same, and same with Tyler Catalina. Yeah, exactly. Again, I'm sure just a wonderful individual, a person you would love to have as your next-door neighbor, probably would even let him watch your kids. But again, when you're getting a second-string quarterback at the University of Virginia to be your starting quarterback at the University of Georgia, at the University of Georgia, and a second-team All-American Division II player is going to be your starting left tackle, Something woefully is wrong with your program. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I'm not questioning that. My no. whole point as was... As far as their individual character, I think they're great people. And I'm just wishing them well because they're exactly. done. Exactly. We're not going to see them anymore. Thanks for coming. You guys are all right. You know, uh, best of luck. Yeah. What? And also, like, Mo Smith, same thing. Mo Smith, awesome player, man. I mean, I just appreciate these kids that came to Athens and tried to help, and they did help, and now they're gone. And, um, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I just just feeling kind of sentimental about it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and we always do, because they're, they're part of an illustrious alumni like you and I are. Of course. But we also have guys like Trenton Thompson and Roquan Smith and Netrez Patrick and freaking David Marshall. Man, how about Patrick being healthy and killing it, man? Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, Roquan Smith and Natres Patrick and Trenton Thompson and David Marshall, those guys are going to be freaking fantastic. I mean, there is definite hope for the future there. And I just hope that, that Kirby and the rest of the coaching staff can – can marshal the talent that they have and develop them like it needs to be developed to be the kind of players and to put together the kind of team that we all have been praying for since 1983. Yes, sir. 
Cheers to that, my friend. So, you know, Dominic Sanders says he's going to stay. I think that's a pretty good idea for him. And uh, Isaiah McKenzie says he's going to go. I think that's a pretty good idea for him. Um, Quincy Mauger, also done in the red and black, yeah. you know. But here's one thing I want to talk about, though. It's not all sunshine and rainbows in Athens. Let's talk a little bit about Jacob Eason. Because i got to be honest with you, man. I just don't feel like... And maybe I freely admit this might be a minority opinion. I want to get your thoughts on it. But I just don't feel like he really progressed that much. And I, I don't know. It no, he wasn't. No, he he, he did not get a lot better than anything else. And I tell you, I tell you what I what what kind of brought stuff home to me. And granted, this kid was a redshirt freshman, but if you watched the Rose Bowl and saw the way the USC quarterback performed, yeah, man, that's who I wish we had. Right. not only was that son of a bitch on target constantly throwing ropes, not 10 feet over somebody's head out of bounds, but then looked like he had been there forever. I mean, he was, he was, he was the center. He was the eye of the hurricane. And he was, he was calm, cool, and collected. He was clearly driving that car. Right. Oh, I mean, he was man. running that thing. Oh, yeah, and it was, and it was an NSX. It wasn't, it wasn't just a regular car. <laughs> I agree, and yeah, and I mean, I want Jacob Eason to be that guy, right? I right. want him to be uh, Jalen Hurts from Alabama or whatever that kid. He has a weird last name. Well, Don Jaylen Arnold Hurts, or something. I mean, you know, Jalen Hurts and Jacob Eason are two different people. Sure, I of course they I are. Know, and I don't know if any person could have lived up to the hype that there was around Jacob Eason. But, I mean, he, you know, he, he's a white Wayne Johnson. I know, and I'm, I'm not trying to beat him up. I'm really not. I want him to be great. I want awesomeness for him. But... We would not be doing our job at the Dogcast if I didn't mention the fact. I mean, you know, I know you can talk true freshman, all that bullshit you want to talk about, okay? He started a bunch of games this year. He's been playing yeah. quarterback for a minute now, okay? And yeah. in that bowl game, he's throwing balls to people, not just the overthrows. The overthrows are super frustrating. The I'm not seeing receivers Super frustrating. Yeah. I can check that because of the offensive line. I know he's got happy feet, and he's super scared. He doesn't have time to look around. He's scared to death. I get all of that. But I really don't get all of the balls that go out of bounds. How many times did he throw to a receiver where, hell, even if the kid catches it, he ain't in the field of play. Oh, ain't even in the damn zip code of the field of play. Yeah, I mean, and in your twelfth game, I would like to think you could keep the ball in play. And and he looked, and and I think you made the point a little bit earlier. He didn't look any better 
in game 12 or game 13 than he did in game three when he took over the starting role. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And I know a bunch of people are probably coming out of their chairs right now. Oh, hell, he's rolling out, and he's running. Yeah, I know he had some good scrambles. I know he put his head down and ran some. But not enough. Well, not enough and for I mean, me to say, wow, this kid, this kid is the future, right? He is really killing it, you know? Well, he's and, and I'll tell you one thing. He... He, in his freshman year, again, is no Benjamin Franklin Ballou. No, he's not. And, you know, I'm just, I just, I want him to get better fast. I want him to get better quicker. Well, he needs to get better fast because, you know, we have the next, the next great thing coming in in this class. Yeah, Jacob, Jake Fromm. And, and it'll be, and it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how that goes. And yeah. the quarterback competition and all of that. I mean, I don't think, you know, if this, if this from kid is as good as reported and who knows, but you know, there's no guarantee. I mean, up until, up until we saw this season, it was like, well, from will come in, he'll redshirt, you know, Eason will do, you know, wonderful things. And, you know, then we'll have two years of this other guy and it'll kind of be like the old, you know, Bobby Bowden, when Rick was down there, you know, we will develop everybody and then they play for two years, win a Heisman Trophy, steal some sneakers and, uh, go to, go to the NBA. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can pencil that in because, <clears throat> because Jacob Eason is going to have to get a hell of a lot better than he was this year. And I think this from kid's going to push. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, hell, don't get me wrong. When you look at Eason, I mean, on one hand, he's the best damn freshman quarterback we ever had, right? On one hand, one way of looking at it. No, he's not. Let me finish. Okay. He's number one in every single category. Except one. Except for, well, actually, except for two. Yeah. And But one of those, one of those two is a really important category, right? Because he's number one in a lot of categories statistically, but also statistically, we had five losses, right? Five losses. We yeah. finished unranked. We lost to Georgia Tech. We lost to Florida. We lost to Mississippi, for God's sakes. A five-win team. Mississippi was a five-win team. Not just lost to them. They uh, blew us out. Right. So we lose to a five-win Mississippi, right? So, like, from the outside of the program, you look at Easton. He has great numbers, right? He seems – you hear people talk about him, and they're like, oh, my God, this guy, Jacob Easton, he's the future. But from the inside of the program, you see a kid who's taking sacks and throwing the ball away and throwing the ball out of bounds and overthrowing open receivers. Um, You know – my middle son, he said, he said something the other day. He said, maybe Jacob Eason is the new, gr- <laughs> he said Eason is the Lambert and Fromm is the Eason. <laughs> yeah. You get it? Yeah, I, I do. He said, maybe I, Eason is the Lambert and Fromm is the Eason, right? I'm yeah. like, I said, wow, that's one way to think about it. 
you know, and, and I mean, and, you know, he made a, Reagan made a great point there, you know, I mean, and hope, hope does spring eternal. Hope does and, spring eternal. You know, but we have got to get it. He just doesn't, I, I don't know. I mean, and hopefully he'll improve a lot and, and nobody would have done well behind that, that just absolutely pathetic Putrid. offensive, offensive line. Putrid. We had. I mean, it was, it, 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 words can't describe yeah. how I feel about Ter- how terrible. horribly we had digressed. Yes, sir. There. And, you know, it, 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 it could have ruined a kid, you know, like that, you know, trying, you know, running for his life on just about on every down. My, my hope for him is that he does have the skill set that we all hoped he did. And you don't know really how good a kid's going to be, you know, coming out of high school and all right. that. You know, I mean, I don't even know if he played in the top division out there in Washington. And, you know, what kind of damn football do they play? In I Washington know. Anyway. Hell, I mean, who cares, right? I mean, who cares right. about Washington State high school football, right? Yeah. But – I mean, all that said, I, I don't want you to think – I don't want anybody to think that I'm down on Eason. I'm really not. I hope, like you said, that the plan, as drawn up, works out, right? I want right. Fromm to redshirt. I want Eason to be awesome. Eason graduates. Uh, we win a national championship. Fromm steps in. We keep it rolling. It's awesome. That would be great. Right. But, and, and I want Jacob Eason to be Jacob Eason. And not the next Bryce Ramsey. Yeah, me too. I, that's me. That's me. I, I'm, but, and I'm just telling you, you know, Eason ain't there yet. <laughs> in high school, Bryce Ramsey was so good, we didn't recruit a kid out of Gainesville, Georgia, who is now going to be playing in his second. That's right, second national championship. I know, right? In two years. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. So. And, and has already graduated. Yeah, you know shit. Oh, man. We have a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to talk about down here in the bunker. And it's a long time till August. Oh, my gosh. We got February signing day. We got spring ball. Hey, do you think? You know, and let me get your opinion. Do you think, I mean, do you think that is going to be a new trend and, and maybe we'll lead it in the SEC? Where we start grabbing the testicles of uh, the opposing players? I hope not. I hope not. No, grabbing the testicles of opposing players just because, hey, you know, I mean, I saw where Clemson had a player who was defending him. He's like, if you're if you're making fun of that, you don't understand football, right? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I've, well, you know, I mean, I, I found out, I found out and didn't know this. You know, and of course, I go way, way back, you know, when – when they said when you toted the rock, it was actually a rock. Right. But, you know, I mean, the when, did they, when did these folks stop wearing cups? I mean, back, you know, back when I played, you know, there was nothing there to grab except a bunch of hard plastic. Sure. Sure. I, I, you know, that, that know. baby was strapped in and encased. I mean, I think it probably could have survived a nuclear explosion. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, I don't know, man. I don't know because I didn't reach around a bunch of guys. I never tested a guy's uh, testicles, so to no. speak. I never felt the cup, right? I didn't want to get near a guy's 
testicles, right? <laughs> exactly. It, it's not something I'm investigating, if you will. Yeah. So um, I don't know, buddy. I do not know. I'm not interested. Don't know anything about it. But um, I'm interested in this game. How about Lane Kiffin flaming out? I mean, you know, totally unexpected, right? Sure. Shocker. I mean, how about Nick Saban, the king of no distractions, the king of all business, basically coming out saying, I would rather set my team on fire than you be here for one more week. I cannot make it one more week with you. You need to leave right now. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yeah, that so, and, and it's going to be it's going to be a very very interesting game, and I actually think Clemson's going to pull it off. I I actually think Clemson's going to do it as well. There's too many. There's a lot of intangibles in Clemson's favor, um, but Alabama is the Death Star, right? And well, to- they are. And but I mean, when you look at it, Alabama has a absolutely great defense probably undoubtedly the best in college football right now no doubt and they're going to cause problems clemson has a very good offense clemson also has a very good defense and alabama has a good to mediocre offense right and and i think the two very goods will beat a great and a mediocre. Yeah, I think you might be right. Plus, I honestly think just the law of averages, I think Clemson wants it worse than Alabama does, right? It's it's hard to stay on top. That's man. that's hard to say. And and again, you know, and you don't know what's gonna what's gonna come. I mean that was just a you would have the the Alabama game against Washington, you would have thought Cheney was calling the offense for Alabama. Yeah. I mean, that's how conservative and predictable it was. Yeah. But, you know, so it, it'll be interesting, you know, to to see, you know, what what a little alcohol-induced offense from Sarkeesian will do. Boom. You know, I mean, out, I right? know when, you know, I know when I was playing golf, I played some of my best, you know, when I had two or three beers in me and some of my worst when I had six or seven. So, you know, it's just, it's going to be a situation, you know, just how much is he going to have? Yes, sir. You well, know, a couple, <laughs> a couple shots and, and he might call the game of his life. It's totally possible. But I tell you, man, no, no pressure or anything, huh, Sark? I mean, you know, Lane hadn't lost a game since I don't know when. I mean, and, talk uh, about, you know, talk about trial by fire. Damn right. Hey, we need you to come down here and call plays for the national championship, right? Hey, no problem. Um, dog fans, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys. Um, it's been a great season. It was a great bowl win. Awesome recruiting. We've got a few calls here, a few call-ins. I'm going to play them in just a second. Remember, you guys can reach us anytime at 706-363-0210 on the DogCast audio comment line, or you can email us. That's really the that's Old Dog's favorite way. You can yeah. email us at dogcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DogCast. 
we're everywhere, man. Stitcher and Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Just find us, right? Find us, listen to us. The world's oldest, the world's largest, the original Georgia Bulldog the football. Best. The best Bulldog football podcast. Thanks for everything. We'll be back with a anti-recruiting, a reverse recruiting show for the ages. The yeah, reverse recruiting is, show. Which, which class will we be summarizing? I don't even know. I, I never it's know. That math is too hard for me. Or 2013. We might do both. I know. Both. I know neither. I know neither one panned out real well. Neither one was worth a damn. No. So um, yeah, we'll 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 look into that for our reverse recruiting show. Then we've got the big signing day edition. This year, hopefully, will be the biggest signing day show we've ever done. We appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for everything. Go dogs. Uh, hey, Derek, old dog. This is Lost Dog in Wisconsin. Eric, I just want to call in and, and uh, make some comments about uh, today's game. The Liberty Bowl, Georgia 7-5 and five versus TCU 6-6. Six and six. We're gonna, looking at it right now in the, in the local paper, just to, you know, the, the, the schedule they got for the game. 11 a.m. local time here, central time. Uh, I am in the city of Madison. And uh, just, I want to make a comment about that. I know one episode back in the, in the, in the day, you, you, you guys made a comment about uh, you had a, a discourse about uh, Liberty Bowl and there being and whether or not uh, Old Dog thought you had said that there, whether or not there was a uh, an all-you-can-eat uh, catfish house in, in uh, Shreveport. I think it's where the Liberty Bowl is. If it's not in Shreveport, then that's, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, I had a little, little thought about catfish because uh, they, we have them here in, uh, in Madison too. I guess they're kind of a, kind of around a lot of places. But uh, you see them in the water by the by one of the big lakes here, a couple of lakes here that we have a couple of what we call isthmus, and they're even you know, big fish. You know, they look like they're maybe you know 300 pounds or whatever. You can see them like maybe you know three four feet in the water. But if you had a comment about that, just uh, um, I wanted you guys to, to give some comments about these and some. some um, uh, information about the city, maybe on, on, uh, on the uh, your, your podcast after the game, and um, and my pick is I'm a, I'll pick George in this game, but in a tight game, I want to say it's going to be 38, 32, and um, I'm going to say uh, yeah, yeah, 32, 38, 32, and the dogs win, and that's it. Um, the um, I made a comment about uh, these um, the, the local team here, the Badgers versus. Uh, they're going to play in a Cotton Bowl. I think it's going to be in Dallas versus the Western Michigan Broncos. And uh, I'm not going to really give a prediction on that on, on that on that game. I'm just going to say that uh, I want you guys to keep a lookout for you know that. And uh, maybe maybe make a comment about what you think uh, uh, happened in that game. And um, that's it. Take it easy. Yeah, this is Dogcast Technical Support up in Washington, D.C. Listen, I admit I was the only one to ask if there was going to be a Liberty Bowl pregame. No, this was not the best game in the world. No, this was not the national championship game. Yes, I did take the day off while I was going to take it off anyway and watch the game. Okay. Yes, I was excited because it was a game. And yes, I was excited, especially in the fourth quarter when Georgia just pounded and ran the ball and Chubb and Michelle 
Sonny Michelle just ran the damn ball. Okay? It's a ball game. I normally don't agree. I uh, don't. Uh, shoot. Let's try this again. I normally agree with all dog. This time, I disagree. I was happy to see a game. I was happy to see a win. And that's all I have to say. We won. Go dogs. I enjoyed the game. Me and my, my dogs who, who are celebrating in the background enjoyed the game. On to next year. Yes. Great recruiting. I'm ready to go. Okay? Wasn't the best season, but hey, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. We took that step in firing Mark Rick. Now, we continue on that journey. Looking forward to next year. Dogcast Tactical Support, out. Yeah, Palmetto Dog here. Good victory by the dogs. Uh, maybe not as pretty as some people would like, but uh, good end of the season. Uh, Got to look at recruiting. You have to do that. Uh, unfortunately, that's uh, that's what we're left with. And I think that we're going to be able to shore up some things on the offensive line. What you have to remember is every other team in the SEC is going to get better. We can't rely on us getting better and everyone else staying the same. And uh, I'm hoping this coaching staff will do that. And uh, that may not be the way Isaiah's dad would look at it. I think Isaiah's dad, he'd take a different take. He'd say something like this. Well, uh, well, Kirby Smart, well, I don't know, Kirby Smart, Plague of Frogs, Plague of Frogs, Flood Destruction, Doom, Misery, I tell you, it's Doom and Misery, but for the rest of us, we don't look at it like that. Go Dawson.